Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast. Thanks for listening, I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hello guys, welcome to the show, thanks for taking the time to tune in today. As ever, we are sponsored by our partners at SpreadX, the market leaders for football spread betting and also fixed odds betting as well now. So uh, you can go to spreadx.com forward slash FBP and bag yourself a bet 25, get 25 offer. All the odds we read out on the show today are taken exclusively from SpreadX. Now, Tom, uh, two games left in the EFL, uh, a few more than that in the Premier League, but it's getting to that stage of the season. We've got a lot of dead rubbers. A limited number of teams have got something to fight for, which kind of makes it a little bit harder on the tipping front, don't you think? Yeah, not the best week, but quality over quantity, I think, this week. And yeah, you're right. You know, things have been sewn up. There's not that much to be settled, is there, in terms of the EFL. We know who the championship playoff sides are. We know who's been promoted automatically. There's been a couple of relegations confirmed in Leagues 1 and 2. Uh, there are quite a few things sewn up. So, um, you know, still the Premier League lingers on. You know, that doesn't finish in two weeks' time. Uh, a few things left to play for there, mainly the top four. And yeah, we will do what we can. The way we tend, we're going to tend to go here is we're going to look at teams who have got things to play for against perhaps teams who don't have anything to play for. And also, potentially, if you get two sides who don't have anything to play for, there's always the potential that once the shackles are off, we might mm-hmm. see some entertaining open games um, and expect potentially more goals in those those games that, than you might do otherwise. Yeah, small small sample size would be Burton Fleetwood in midweek. Ooh. Burton safe, Fleetwood floating around that mid table mark. Five two to Burton. Two yeah. I think there was three goals in stoppage time. It was exactly what you're saying, Tom. Shackles off, kinda of like a training ground game. So yeah. Uh, yeah. to be to be avoided or to be backed in the right way, uh, that's up to you. But we'll do our best to navigate you through a full slate. Yep, so what we're going to do, start in the Premier League as ever, then we'll go Championship, League 1, League 2, picking out our best bits. So starting in the Premier League, starts off on Friday night. This week we've got Southampton at home to Leicester. The Saints are 13-5, to the draw is 14-5, to and Leicester are priced at even. So five games left to go. Leicester are within the Champions League places by seven points, you'd think. They're going to do it this year after they fell out at the uh, late stages last year. You think this year, surely they're going to do it. Do you back them to get a win against pretty poor Southampton? Yes, I do. I do. Um, they've won three in a row, Leicester, including an FA Cup semi final against Southampton, remember? So they won that 1 0. Uh, they got the third best away record in the Premier League. And in Kelechi Iheanacho, they've got one of the form strikers in Europe. Maybe. Over the last nine games, I would like you to find me someone that's got a better record than him. 12 goals and two assists in nine games. Uh, He's got as many in his last 14 for Leicester as he did his previous 76. So obviously his role has changed somewhat. You know, he's starting a lot more games, formation change, etc. But that is unbelievable figures from the Nigerian. Yeah, and Southampton... You know, lost seven of 15 at home. One win in their last six Premier League home games. Got a feeling Hassan Huttle and Southampton might be splitting up at the end of the season. I've got no inside info. I haven't read anything, but I get a feeling that that's going to be a relationship that's ending. And I kind of feel like Southampton just want the season to end. So I think Leicester at evens is a great way to kick off the weekend. Yep. And, you know, you're talking about Iheanacho, 12 goals in nine games. Anytime scorer, 13 to 10. And the form he's in, you know, that could look to be a steal. Juicy. Right. Let's move to Saturday's games then. I feel like up first is Palace Man City. Um, and then later on in the day, we've got Chelsea Fulham. I feel with some of these sides like Man City, Chelsea... Uh, Manchester United who play on Sunday I worry I worry because the big goal for like Man City for Chelsea 
I'm sure they Man City will, will win the league. I think Chelsea obviously will want to finish in the top four. But for me, for these big clubs, all eyes surely are going to be on the Champions League second leg, which is going to be on like the Tuesday or Wednesday um, after this game. So, you know, we've got Palace Man City. Usually, I'd be all over Man City, but at one to three, the fact there's definitely going to be rotation because, like I say, all eyes are going to be on the second leg against PSG. It throws a little bit more doubt into my mind. I'm not saying they're going to lose to Palace, but I'm not strongly on like Man City and on Chelsea as as I would be otherwise. 100%. Totally with you. Palace, always a sticky team anyway. Uh, so, yeah, adding that into the mix is uh, something to be avoided, I think. Yeah, if you do think, you know, you maybe want something, then you can get both teams to score at a, at a pretty decent price. It's evens, so that's not too bad. Um, if you think, you know, Man City fielding a weakened side, obviously, rotation, same in the better players for, for the second leg, then every chance they could concede. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Brighton against Leeds is the next one. Uh, six to five for Brighton, twelve to five for the draw, nine to four for Leeds. Um, anything you fancy here? No, I don't think so. I, I think Leeds. It's worth mentioning. Leeds have changed a little bit. I think. Uh, I think we still give them the stigma of four three 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 wildly unpredictable Leeds, and they've been a little bit tighter. I think in the last last little bit. I did flirt with. Under 2.5, but I don't think there's enough in it for me. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I'd probably avoid this one. So then that leads us to Chelsea-Fulham, which we kind of touched on. Uh, 40 to 85 for Chelsea, so just a bit under 1 to 2 there. 10 to 3 for the draw and 13 to 2 for Fulham. And I feel this is fairly similar to the City game. Usually I'd strongly back Chelsea. I still will back Chelsea, but... There is that slight element of doubt that creeps in um, because of the probable rotation with the Champions League second leg coming up. But, you know, considering they're at home to Fulham, they've got good squad depth anyway. They should still win. Yep. Copy and paste from the City game and move on, pretty much. Right. Finally, on Saturday, Everton, Villa then. Everton evens. The draw 13-5 to and Villa also 13-5. to Um if I had to go for someone, I'd go with Everton. But again, it's not a it's not a strong one. Everton obviously chasing, still in with a shout of of Champions League. They've got a game in hand. If they win that game in hand, they are only three points off uh, Chelsea in fourth place. But it is going to be very unlikely that they do get Champions League. But considering they've got more to play for than Villa, um, unbeaten in the last four games, I would side with Everton out of anybody. But that home record isn't great, so that worries me. And again, it's a little bit wishy-washy, so you may well again want to avoid it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jack Grealish, touch and go. I think. I think he's. I think he's almost there, but let's be honest. You know, he's not going to hit the ground running, even if he does play. You want to back Everton, then you remember they have a worse home record than Palace, Newcastle, Southampton, Villa. Wolves, and then obviously everyone else is pretty much self-explanatory. But yeah, they've, they've been terrible at home. Fifteenth in the form table, won five of sixteen. That's what's put. That's what puts you off. But yeah. you know, evens it. It does suck you in. It does right then. Uh, Sunday, Newcastle against Arsenal kicks us off. Newcastle fourteen to five. The draw thirteen to five, and Arsenal nineteen to twenty, and. I'm going to stick my neck out slightly here. I reckon Newcastle have got a great chance, 14-5 to this weekend. In the last few weeks, I've not been impressed by Arsenal whatsoever. Just one win in the last five Premier League games, and that was against Sheffield United. So that's not too much to brag about, with all due respect to Sheffield United. But, you know, we've seen them draw with Fulham, lose against Everton, lose 3-0 to Liverpool, uh, draw with West Ham. And they're going to, to a Newcastle side who are probably in some of their best form of the season. They've lost one of the last eight games, uh, drawing five, winning two. And we've seen recently with Newcastle, they've drawn with Spurs scoring twice, beat West Ham scoring three times, nicked a last-minute equaliser against Liverpool uh, last weekend. So 
they're getting some credible results now. They're picking themselves up. They're, they're pretty much guaranteed safety, I'd say. And again, Arsenal are in the Europa League semi-final, playing t- right now as we record, and they're going to have another eye on the second leg. They're already 1-0 down, live as we record, 13 minutes in. The 1-0 down to Villarreal. Um, so I think, again, there's going to be rotation, saving their best squad for second leg at home next week. So it gives Newcastle a really good chance at a really good price. Honestly, there's nothing left in my notes. Nothing. You took every single word, um, and that's absolutely <laughs> great. The only thing I've got to add is I've got a double chance down at 17 to 20 if you wanted to be a bit more conservative. But I've got nothing left to say. You you absolutely nailed it, and I'm I'm with every single point that you've raised. Perfect. Well, I'll let you take Man U Liverpool then, which is next. Uh, United fifteen to eight, the draw five to two, and Liverpool the favourites at seven to five. How do you see this one going? Yeah, well, I see this one boring everyone to death. I think. Oh God, yeah. Um, under two point five is what I'm siding with. Uh, Ten to eleven is the price. I think it's a good price, courtesy of our partners at SpreadX. Last four Premier League games between these two have all gone under. And I had a look, Tom, at the actual top four. So I'm not including Arsenal or Tottenham, things like that. I'm including the Premier League top four as I record, which is Man City, Man United, Leicester, Chelsea. That's the top four as we record. Um, United. So four out of their five games against those sides have gone under 2.5. Two of them have been nil-nil. Liverpool, same games. Obviously, it's a little bit skewed because Liverpool aren't in the top four. But still, these games you know, are big to Liverpool and they are kind of Champions League slash title contenders, whatever you want to call it. Four of their seven games against these sides have been under 2.5. We've seen with Solskjaer in particular, you know, he really shuts up shop against um, against his big rivals. And, you know, despite Liverpool being a little bit lower in the standings, this is still a, a really big game, of course. It's one of the historic rivalries of English football. But, yeah, 10 to 11 for me. I think the FA Cup game that obviously went over was a bit of an, an anomaly. It, it's a little bit of a free hit for both and a kind of change of scenery couple of chops and changes but yeah I expect this to be on trend 10 to 11 under 2.5 absolutely yeah I completely agree I think this is going to be boring um I'll be really surprised if this is an exciting entertaining game I was just looking at the stats I'd probably go with draw if I was looking at the outright market um Mm -hmm. which is priced at five to two out of the last nine times these guys have played each other six of those games have been a draw um, Liverpool winning two and Man U winning one. Uh, that's in the Premier League. And four of the last nine games have been nil-nil draws as well. So, like you mentioned, in under 2.5, lots of draws. It, it's a very dull affair usually. And I can see no different here. Mm-hmm. Up next then, Tottenham against Sheffield United. Spurs are two to seven. Draws four, the draw is 19 to four. And Sheffield United nine to one. Uh, Spurs for me pick themselves up after the cup final defeat to Man City. They should get a comfortable win, but at two to seven, I won't be backing it. No, no. Why? Why back Tottenham? Why? I could get, I could find you so many bets that are equal value and speak a lot more sense. It's a club with so many question marks surrounding it right now. I wouldn't go anywhere near that. No. Okay, then how about West Brom Wolves? Would you go near this one? 15 to 8 for the Baggies, 21 to 10 for the draw, and 8 to 5 for Wolves. This is Monday night. No, I wouldn't go near this one either, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> Me I just feel Me like Wolves, Wolves are absolutely mad this season. Absolutely. They're 12th. And I always feel like the team in 12th is in 12th because they win one, draw one, lose one, etc. right? That's just that's just how it is. Yeah. They finish 12th because they're neither good or bad. Um, and West Brom, you know, if that Keenan Davis goal doesn't go in at Villa Park, I am lumping 
on West Brom. Absolutely chucking the bank at 15 to 8. But it did go in. That means they're probably a 100% down. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it's a big, inverted commas, derby game, obviously, with no fans. It's not the same, but yeah, I really don't know where to go. No, I completely agree. And finally, Burnley against West Ham. 11 to 5 for Burnley, 5 to 2 for the draw, and 5 to 4 for West Ham. Again, I don't trust. I just, with Burnley, I feel like I don't really know what I'm going to get. With West Ham, looked like they're on good form. Then they've lost the last two games, struggling at the back, uh, no clean sheets in six. I, I don't know where I'd go with that one either, to be honest. Well, I do. Four to six, both teams to score, buddy. Um, okay. Burnley went mad, didn't they, on the weekend? Won 4 0 against Wolves. A good segue. Wood uh, is one of the most underrated strikers in the league, to be honest. He, he doesn't play for a fashionable team, but he's scored double figures now in the Premier League, four seasons in a row. Fair so, play. Uh, yeah, fair play to him. Pat on the back. Um, Burnley have scored in seven consecutive games. And I feel like if they were called Leeds, everyone would be going mad about it. But they're not. They're called Burnley, so I feel like they get ignored a little bit. However, in those seven games, their goal difference equates to minus three. So that shows that there's also issues at the back. Uh, West Ham fired a blank against Chelsea uh, last time out, but a lot of teams do. Previously, they bagged 11 in four. Although it's not you know, sustainable, it's worth backing, I think. Four to six. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Burnley-West Ham... Big, big, big chances of being the most entertaining game this weekend. <laughs> absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> maybe right then. A, maybe it's the shackles off with Burnley, as we mentioned with Burton earlier. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. Well, that then wraps up the Premier League. There is a lot more. Uh, there's some more, a lot more good stuff to come in the EFL. Uh, so don't worry, guys. There is a lot more good mm -hmm. stuff to come. Um, so let's just take a brief moment to talk about our sponsors at SpreadX. Yeah, so we're really grateful to be partnered with the leading company in spread betting. And they also, as Tom mentioned, do fixed odds betting. Uh, we've been using them now for a couple of months and I can honestly say it's been an absolutely fantastic experience from the sign up to the prices on offer to the stats available at your fingertips. It, it really is a creme de la creme of bookie. Um, if you haven't got an account and you fancy getting some extra money in your back pocket for the run in for, you know, all these decisive games we're talking about, Bet25 Get25 is available to football betting podcast listeners. So www.spreadx.com slash FBP, go to that link, deposit your 25, and then you will get £25 in free bets once you've placed that on a single at odds greater of one to two. Terms and conditions do apply. You do have to be over 18, but it would be great if you could support the podcast, support SpreadX, check them out, and then, you know, hopefully they become your everyday bookie as they have ours. So, yeah, really appreciate the support. Absolutely. Right, so let's dive into the EFL then. We'll start with the championship, and the first game is a big one uh, with regards to the relegation battle, and a big one for us personally because it involves Nottingham Forest. So 12.30 kickoff in the champ is Sheffield Wednesday at home to Forest, and Sheffield Wednesday have to get a result. Uh, they're 11 to 10 to do so, and I really sure as God hope they do. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been a, been a big topic on Trent's side this week. You know, do you want Derby to go down? Do you want to keep the Derby for next year? You know, I, I am fully in the camp of get gone and fall through that trap yeah. door. Um, I think the game itself, Tom, I do have a I mean, I'll be honest with Championship fans, it's, it's a bloody nightmare this weekend. I, I honestly can't find hardly anything that I want to back in the champ. Um, but one thing I did find, Wednesday Forest under 2.5. It's priced at 8 to 13, so it's odds on. Wednesday, three of their last five games have all been under. And 72% of their home games this season have all been under. And Forest are just, <laughs> Forest are just the kings of under. These stats are outrageous. 
Forest, 83% of away games this season have been under 2.5. That is 10% higher than the next team in the championship, which is just insane. And then if you're still not convinced, Forest, 15 of their last 16 games home and away, under 2.5 goal. It's absolutely unbelievable. (laughs) So, yeah, the stats are heavily in favour. Um, of a quite boring game. We're so boring. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We're terrible. We're I th- terrible. I I reckon Sheffield Wednesday should win this one. We've got nothing to play for. We've got. I know everyone's going to. Be, the players will be professional. I'm sure Chris Hutton will demand they're professional. But uh, I'm sure there's a few local lads in that side who will uh, who will want to send Derby down and uh, put them in the worst position possible. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I think but, so. I think so. I, I I did look at the the press conference for Chris Hutton, and he seemed pretty pretty not aggressive is the wrong word, but he seemed pretty firm on the mm. fact that they owe it to the league and the integrity of clubs' futures to go out and do the right thing. And I don't know Chris Hutton personally, but I just got a feeling he's one of those blokes that always does the right thing. So yeah. I think he'll have Forrest bang up for it. And I think Forrest will go for the win. But it's a nice predicament to be in where I don't give a monkeys if we lose on Saturday. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't care. Um, anything um, else, Tom, in Champo? Take it away. Yeah, I've got one I've got, banana skin I want to read out. I've got a few things. Um, I think Norwich at home to Reading. Norwich are priced at four to seven. So... Not the best price we'll read out uh, on this show, but you thoroughly expect them to get the win. Uh, second best home record in the league. Just lost three of their 22 home games this season. Reading have got nothing to play for now. They can't reach the playoffs. Norwich already promoted uh, with the title to aim for. I think this will be an open game. I think Norwich will score a few goals. Reading might get one or two maybe themselves, but I think this this will be a good entertaining game with Norwich coming out on top. You're not worried about the Liverpool thing from last season? Like when they won the league and they just <laughs> dropped off a cliff and stopped performing. Does Is that not worrying you? No. It, it, I, when no? I saw Norwich, yeah. when, so Norwich won the league, right? Then the next two games, they lost. So one was against Bournemouth, one was against Watford. So concerning, potentially, they lost the the two games after they secured promotion. But also considering the opposition, Watford and Bournemouth, you can kind of understand it as well. Um, They picked themselves up and played really well against QPR last weekend, winning 3-1. So for me, that result against QPR, where they played really well, that then makes me think that um, they'll be fine and they've got over the hangovers and the, the uh, partying and they're going to be focused on on winning the title. Um, this is actually a really entertaining game, Reading against Norwich, believe it or not. They've had 10 consecutive games that have been both teams to score and also 10 consecutive games that have been over 2.5. So 8 to 11 is the price for both over 2.5 and both teams to score. And you could definitely see that again. It's my job to ask the questions and your job to answer. I think I'm going to go for this game where we give it our weekly get your iFollow passes if you want entertainment. <laughs> I think this will be the game to buy your iFollow pass for. Yeah. All right. <laughs> nice. Um, what else have you got? Uh, Bournemouth away at Wickham. Wickham all but down. Um, it would take... An absolute, absolute miracle uh, for them to stay in the division. I think Bournemouth are now going to be looking to pick up a bit of momentum again after they lost to playoff rivals Brentford last weekend. I think they've got, you know, they've been in fantastic form. The Brentford game is probably a blip, but they need to pick themselves back up again after that and get in a winning mentality and a winning run again as they head into the playoffs. So I think they're good value to get a win, 8-15 to uh, away at Wickham. I've got one more, Blackburn, 7-4 to four against Rotherham away. And this is mainly because Rotherham are absolutely terrible. For a team that had so much in hand and so much opportunity to escape the relegation zone and get themselves out of trouble, they have blown it at every single opportunity. I'm not a fan 
and I don't care if this up will go down, but I'm just sick of the fact that it annoys me that they've had so much opportunity to claw back on Derby and they just keep losing. They've lost five consecutive games, no clean sheets in the last six. At home, they've lost four of the last five. Uh, they've lost to nil to Wickham. They've lost to nil to Coventry. They've lost to nil to Birmingham. Uh, they lost last weekend against Middlesbrough. And yeah, I've just had enough of them. And I think the form they're in, Blackburn are a decent price to go there and uh, and get a result. They scored five last week against Huddersfield. So a few signs that Blackburn are getting back to the Blackburn that we knew towards the start of the season when they were more free scoring and uh, a lot higher at the table than they are now. Yeah, I think shackles off Blackburn could be a scary thing um, yeah. with the attacking talent they've got. So, And then my banana skin, I just heard an interview with Steve Cooper, the Swansea City manager today. He openly said that he is going to rest players for their playoff campaign. That's a disaster for us wanting to get Derby relegated. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So, so yeah, they're playing at home against Derby, something despite Swansea's poor form. I did look at because Derby are in pretty much free fall. But, yeah, just a little word of caution. Maybe check the teams um, before you go lumping on the Swans because uh, Cooper's got his eye on post-season, as the Americans say, already. Mm, he should have more integrity. <laughs> There's no Chris Hewitt in, is he? No, he's not. Uh, right, let's look at League One then. Uh, do you want to get us kicked off with something you like here? Yes, sir. Oxford. Uh, so, I, I have to give a little bit of insight to the Profit Chasers. So, before we record the show, we do have to send over our trebles to SpreadX so they can put them on the website and so they can put them at the boosted prices of, as many of you have uh, capitalised on. So I did pick Oxford before I knew Steve Cottrell was announced healthy enough to be back in the dugout for the first time in, God, well, it's got to be a couple months now. So, yeah, yeah, so my Oxford pick is locked in. It does come, I mean, I'm delighted Cottrell's back on the sidelines, you know, um, of course I am, but it's something that I've now got to just live with, to be honest with you. So I'll go through the game itself. Um, Shrewsbury safe one win in four uh, sorry one win and four losses in five games Uh, five games ago they also lost 4-1 to Oxford in the reverse fixture Um, Oxford must win basically the pressure's on for that playoff spot Um, there's all kinds of uh, things going on up there this team's got this many games in hand etc the bottom line is Oxford need to keep going and they need to win They bounce back after a Wimbledon loss with a routine home win against Plymouth in midweek. And they've scored in eight consecutive games. Oxford, the away side, priced at 17 to 20. I'll be taking the yellows on Saturday. Yeah, I can see them. Oxford, everything to play for, like you say. Um, But yeah, I agree. One for me, another team now that has got everything to play for, still in with a fighting chance of survival. It's Rochdale. They're 17 to 20 at home to Doncaster. Um, agonising for Rochdale. They were winning 3 2 away at AFC Wimbledon in midweek and conceded a 97th minute goal. Um, yeah, two vital points for them lost, but they can still stay up. And they've got a fantastic opposition this weekend in Doncaster, who are pretty poor. Um, they've lost seven of the last nine games, winning just one. And I think, you know, the form that Doncaster are in, which is really bad, the form that Rochdale are in, which is which is good, uh, they're unbeaten in the last five games. They've won the last three home games in a row. They're giving themselves every opportunity to get out of the relegation mire. Um, and I think 17 to 20 for Rochdale is a decent price. I agree. Uh, just a little EFL quirk. Did you see what happened in the last Doncaster game when Peterborough were 2-0 up at home and on the brink of promotion? Well, I saw it, well, I saw it was ended 2-2. Yeah, well, a certain section of Peterborough fans turned up and started letting off fireworks, as you know, as if they'd been promoted. And Doncaster officials and players and coaches came out after the game 
and said they used that as inspiration to spoil the party. So just thought that was a, a little nugget of humour there um, on um, wow. on the face of <laughs> Peterborough fans. Wow. Anyway, yeah, uh, Sunderland, Tom. Oh, I mean, this, oh, <laughs> this is, I mean, 8-13 to 13 for Sunderland this weekend. I've been looking at it, Tom. Plymouth, as we've mentioned for, what, two, three weeks now? They are desperate for the season to end. Desperate. It feels like it's Ryan Lowe and his coaching staff against the players. Their goal difference, or sorry, their aggregate score in their last five games is 16-2. 16-2 over the last five games, obviously against. Uh, And Sunderland, there's this whole streaky lead thing. I think, basically, the way I'm looking at it, I know it's a long journey, that's one thing I'll say, but I think Sunderland have one of the easiest opponents they could possibly wish for at the moment. I would put this Plymouth side alongside Bristol Rovers and Swindon on current form, current and maybe Ipswich as well you know these are the teams you want to be playing and Sunderland have got to win Plymouth are basically sitting ducks and I'm going off the fact that yes Sunderland have been bad but they've got a 30 goal a season striker they have to win to keep the pressure on they have to win to even secure their own playoff spot I think they need a point and yes the price is not great but I'm looking at Sunderland in a do or die basically and I'm going to back him. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's fine. I, I can see. Yeah, I appreciate everything you said and your reasoning, and you know it's still or die. But I'm not going near. I'm not going near a streaky lead side on a not winning streak until they turn it around for me. I know, but Tom, you're saying that there's streaks, right? These streaks begin and end yeah and i'll I'll jump on when they have turned (laughs) okay well i'm trying to be ahead of the curve obviously the price as we mentioned but uh but yeah i'm going for sunderland and like i said they've got one of the sitting ducks in league one so (laughs) they gotta make it happen (laughs) yeah okay um I'm going to go for Blackpool away at Northampton Town. Um, Blackpool priced at 21 to 20 for the win this weekend. And here it's an interesting game because we've got, on one hand, Northampton who who need to win to um, have a chance of staying in the division, even though it is a slim chance. And on the other hand, we've got Blackpool who kind of need to win to really cement their playoff place because that's certainly not secure yet. So... On balance, two teams who need the win. Um, I'm going to go for the better team, and that's Blackpool. You know, considering that they've just gone away to Sunderland and won 1-0. They've previously uh, gone away to Oxford and won 2-0 in the last few weeks. Gone away to to Lincoln with 2-0 up and ended up drawing 2-2. So they've got some really strong away form and strong form in general against some really good sides. Um, And I think if you can go to places like the Stadium of Light, against Sunderland, who need to get a result, against Oxford, who kind of need a result. You can go away to Northampton, who who need a result, and and pick up three points. Um, I just think, you know, despite what's at stake for both sides, Blackpool are the better side and and should ultimately come out on top. Simple as that. I'm I'm all in on Blackpool. Yeah, I mean, we've been down this road so many times. We've had success and we've had heartbreak with Blackpool, but yeah, you're spot on Northampton probably going to go down um, in the next two weeks or so. And Blackpool looking towards the championship and that's all you need to know. Any more for you? No, no flirted with the both teams to score in the Peterborough Lincoln game, which looks like a really entertaining game. That's probably one of the most intriguing games in uh, in the 92 this weekend. But, yeah, not enough to uh, put any money down. I've got a couple of things I like the look of. Uh, oh. Couple. oh, I thought you that was you uh, wrapping things up. Oh, please, take it away. No, 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 no. no. So this is uh, a little bit of a 
outside shot. But Hull against Wigan. I'm going to go for Wigan on the double chance. So Wigan to either win or draw away at Hull. Might be a little bit of a hard sell because <laughs> let's consider Wigan are in 20th and Hull are currently top of the league um, and have just been promoted. But I think the key is that Hull have just been promoted. And we've spoken about Norwich already in the show. As soon as they got promoted, what did they do? They let the game slip and they lost the next two games. You know, Hull, are, Hull are, I guarantee, would have been out. They would have been celebrating. They would have been on the beers. And they know the job is done. And Wigan have got everything to fight for still. They're four points above the relegation zone, two games to play. If they get a win here, you know, it's safety secured, after, which will be a remarkable achievement for them this season. Uh, and a point would, again, go a long way to securing their safety, considering they're at home to Swindon on the last day of the season, which is a great game. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, celebrations looked absolutely fantastic for Hull, didn't they? Man, I would, yeah. I would love to have been a fly on the wall for that. Um, yeah, I'm all in on, on, on Wigan getting something, for sure. And then the only other thing then that I had is in the Wimbledon against Portsmouth match. So, again, two sides who, you know, Wimbledon are not mathematically safe, but they're, they're as good as they're in my book. Portsmouth need the points to get in the playoffs. I think this is going to be entertaining. I think it's going to be fairly open. Uh, I think we're going to see goals. So my tip here is over 2.5 goals. The price for that is, a, is 10 to 11. Uh, Wimbledon have seen over 2.5s everywhere. Their last six games, five have been over 2.5. When these two sides have met head-to-head, -head, six of the last seven games have been over 2.5. Um, and I just think this is mainly on the Wimbledon side, more than the Portsmouth side. But wherever Wimbledon go at the moment, goals follow. And I think we can see the same again this weekend. Yeah, 100%. I am all in more on the Wimbledon side, as you said. Uh, Joe Piggott looks... Like he maybe signing off his Wimbledon career by keeping him safe, that'd be a great story. So uh, yeah, all in, all in on uh, goals in that game for sure. Let's look at League Two then. Um, you want to get us kicked off? Yes, mate, I do. Uh, I'm going to start off with Salford. Salford, I mean. We've been down this road before, and me personally going against Colchester. <laughs> to be honest with you, they are away at Colchester. I need to be transparent there for anyone that's going to be put off. Uh, but Salford priced at eight to eleven, so odds on for the win. Uh, midweek, massive, massive midweek for Salford. If you haven't seen it, have a quick YouTube look at their celebrations in their dramatic late win against Bradford, it was like they sealed promotion. And I love that kind of stuff from a punting point of view. I just think that kind of moment can really galvanise a team and it can really, really push them on and give them that belief, etc. that, you know, this is their year. Of course, it can't be everyone's year, but uh, you get where I'm saying. Uh, you get where I'm coming from, sorry. Salford sitting in that playoff spot Seventh position, they finally got there. I feel like they've been chasing for so long. Um, and yeah, uh, they've been so reliable recently, minus a loss to Bolton. Uh, four wins, one draw, one loss in their last six games. Like I said, Colchester have bit me before, but their job's done. Uh, they will be safe, probably, 98%. Uh, they lost a close game against Cheltenham in midweek, uh, and Cheltenham needed a Chris Hussey free kick to get the victory. So that does worry me a little bit, but I'm looking at how tight and uh, how machine-like Salford have been recently under Gary Bowie. And I'm happy to take him at 8-11. to 11. Mm. Yep, I like that one. Hopefully Colchester don't <laughs> sting you again. again. My God. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, so, Tom, question. Yeah. What do what do Newport County, Colchester, Crawley, Exeter, Harrogate, Morecambe, 
Barrow and Bradford all have in common? Jeez. I have no idea. I, I'm assuming you've got the answer. You're not going to expect yep. me to Google it, are you? No, no. So they have been victims of this all-conquering Port Vale side in the last few weeks. <laughs> Love it. So since, since the uh, 16th of March, so what's that, about six weeks ago, when Port Vale uh, beat Newport County 2-1, they've won eight of the last nine games, just drawing the other one. And they've gone on a ridiculous run, which has seen them go you know, right the way to, to almost a fringe playoffs they can't mathematically get the playoffs anymore they've left it too late but I think you know if there was another month of the season to go another four or five games they'd be banging with a shout of making a late charge in um they're in fantastic form the six to five this weekend away at relegated Grimsby um so this is a Grimsby side the, the job I say the job's done then you know relegation getting relegation wasn't their job but <laughs> you know what I mean they're, they're done they're down um, so this Port Vale side in fantastic flying form against the Groomsby side who who are now relegated and nothing to fight for. I think six to five is a fantastic price again for Port Vale to get another win. And we said last week, every single one of those Port Vale wins, they've been above evens for. You know, so despite them going on a fantastic run, there's still really good value in them to uh, to keep betting on. Yes, yeah. Uh, Grimsby haven't been bad. They haven't been bad. I refuse to believe this team is the worst in the EFL in their current guys. I mean, mm. in the last four, they've beaten Bolton, beaten Oldham, and lost three-two to Exeter. They pushed it all the way. It worries me a little bit because, as you said, as I said earlier, these runs do come to an end, and other runs start, and. You know, I I am on the side of Port Vale, Tom. I do think they'll win. Uh, but, you know, this Grimsby side, I don't think they're performing that badly. I, I think if the season yeah, went on for another two months or a month or six weeks or whatever, I think Grimsby would stay up, to be honest. I agree with you. I agree with you. But psychologically and mentally, they've, yeah. you know, they've, they've put in all these hard yards. They've played really well over the last couple of months. And then they're relegated now. That's it. Yeah. It's done. So, you know, I, I just think now that they are relegated and that's confirmed, you know, what are they playing for? Yeah. What are they playing for? Um, you know, that's that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to pick Bolton Wanderers. <laughs> <laughs> Regular listeners to the show will know that I haven't been convinced by Bolton pretty much all season, including their absolutely crazy run uh, that they've been on. I remain firm on the fact that they were not as good as their results um, suggested. Lots of games on fine margins, etc. But I'm going to eat humble pie and I'm going to back them against Exeter on the weekend and they'll probably lose to spite me and I won't blame them. <laughs> They're 11 to 10. It's a massive game for, for both. Uh, Bolton, however, conceal automatic promotion. The reason I'm happy to go for them here is because they've impressed me with, with performances and big wins in big games, especially on the weekend. Uh, they had Morecambe away, which is basically if you're not a League Two fan, it was pretty much a shootout for automatic promotion. Uh, whoever lost that was not in the driving seat at all and would be relying on everyone else. Um, and yeah, they, they came through. Exeter have had big games recently as well. Their last uh, six games are as follows. This is in reverse order. So they beat Cambridge 4-1 away, the team that's um, you know chasing Cheltenham down for uh, the League Two title. They lost to Barrow 2-1. Barrow towards the bottom of the table. They drew to Southend 0-0 National League side, pretty much. They drew 0-0 to Forest Green. That's a Forest Green side in complete turmoil at the moment. Then they drew 0-0 to Newport, inconsistent Newport, and they just squeezed past Grimsby 3-2. So, Tom, this reminds me of Rotherham, where you said that they've had so many chances to get the points on the board 
and winnable mm -hmm. games. And this reminds me of the same thing with Exeter. Barrow, Southend, Grimsby. Three points from those games. It's, it's not good enough. Um, but yeah, they obviously Exeter themselves in ninth, chasing uh, Salford down for that final playoff spot. I'm happy to take Bolton. I think they're going to get the job done. Uh, 11 to 10 for the win at the University of Bolton Stadium. Yeah. Well, Exeter fans must be sick of League Two. I feel like every season for the last like, five or six seasons, they've been top 10. Lost in the playoffs a few times. You know, they're going for the playoffs again this year. Probably just going to miss out. Uh, they must be sick of it. They can't quite get over the line. 100%. 100%. Any more? <laughs> no. No, uh, no more for me. No. Interesting. I've got one more, if I can add, add it on, just at the end of the show. It's an under 2.5. It's priced at 8 to 13. It's Forest Green and Tranmere. Really big game in the promotion picture. Tom. The two top scorers are missing. M Matt for Forest Green, 16 goals. He's out with that horrific hand injury. And then James Vaughan for Tranmere, 18 goals. His injury is a bit of a mystery. The club haven't come out and said what's going on. Um, so massive question mark over James Vaughan. But he's not going to be involved. Forest Green, three games in a row without scoring a goal. Two clean sheets too, so you know two nil nils in there. Uh, their other game obviously going under two point five, and Tranmere much better form, uh, but still tight, which is what we want for this for this game. Six in a row under two point five. Those results have been one one once, nil nil twice, and one nil either a win or a loss three times. So odds, I think the Forest Green. Tranmere and the Sheffield Wednesday Forest double, although it's completely dull and odds on, that's a lovely under 2.5 double with an absolute plethora of stats to back it up. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Definitely like that. Good way to round off the show, I think, there. Uh, oh, well, not round off the show, but um, round off the tips. Uh, let's move into recapping last week's Bombproof Trebles then, shall we? And I'll start with my one, which was very disappointing, actually, considering the teams involved, the fact they all have things to play for. Um, a little bit of buckling under the pressure from my lot. So I had Blackpool at home to Shrewsbury. They lost 1-0. I had Cambridge at home to Stevenage. They also lost 1-0. And then finally, Cheltenham at home to Colchester. They didn't buckle under the pressure. and They did win 1-0. Yeah, so disappointing on your side. And, you know, I managed to get two wins, no, two winners, but ultimately same outcome, treble loss. I had Salford and Mansfield under 2.5. And that delivered 2-0 to Salford. I had Port Vale at home to Bradford. They won 2-1. And then, as I mentioned, Tom, I, I went against Grimsby and they bit me. I had Oldham against Grimsby. Grimsby won 2-1. I had the Latics to get the win. So really disappointing. But as we always say, new week, new opportunity. Uh, so if you are new to the show, this is the part where me and Tom are going to reveal our trebles that will be exclusively boosted by SpreadX pre-built on their website. Uh, we'll put together all of the stats, research, etc. that you've just heard into some recommendations. We'll be backing them ourselves. We only want you to back it if you can afford to gamble, number one, if, and you're gambling within your means. We don't want anyone to be stretching themselves unnecessarily. You can always send us a DM if you are struggling with any kind of gambling issues. However, Tom, we are going to read out the trebles. Uh, you can go first. Uh, you've got quite an exciting one, I think. I think it's exciting. Okay. It, well, yeah, it is exciting. Okay. Tom, if you would like to read out yours, yours is very exciting. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Well, we're going to go from Rochdale at home to Doncaster, priced at 17 to 20. Then we're going to go for Port Vale, away at Grimsby, priced at 6 to 5. And finally, Blackpool, away at Northampton, priced at 21 to 20. And all of those are boosted on SpreadX at 8 to 1. So £10 example stake would pay £90 back. Love it. 
Absolutely love it. That's there's going to be fireworks. I feel like in that treble. I hope so. Good fireworks. Not 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 the kind of fireworks where the Peterborough fans are setting them off early and yeah. then they got egg on their face. <laughs> yeah, no egg on face fireworks. Um, yeah, so mine is going to start in League One and it's going to be Oxford away at Shrewsbury, as I touched on earlier. 17-20 to 20 for the Yellows. We're going to have Salford as well away at Colchester, 8-11 to 11 for Salford. And we're going to have Bolton. They've made the treble 11 to 10 at home to Exeter, and SpreadX have exclusively boosted that to 15 to 2 on their website, pre built. I feel like you've come full circle now. Um, wow. you know, you've gone from hating Bolton, you know, slagging them off, criticizing me for picking them, and now you've, you've, you've picked them on your treble, your bomb proof treble, as one of the three teams you think are bang on, nailed on to win this weekend. They're in. I love it. What, I love it. What can I say? I'm in. What can I say? I'm in bed with the enemy. There's, there's <laughs> nothing. Nothing more I can add. <laughs> love it. Okay. Cool. Well, I like the treble anyway. I think it's got every chance of uh, of coming in. All three teams have something to play for, which we, we really like to go for at this stage of the season. Um, cool. So, show a quick, quick flick through fantasy football. We've got what. A few weeks left of this, uh, not too many. I'm in 75th. What about you, Tom? Um, I am in 177th, but I have a green arrow, so I'm pretty happy with that. Ooh, I'm a whole 102 places ahead of you. You get relegated if you're not careful. Right, yeah. so <laughs> we'll read out uh, the top 10. So Jordan Turner, Richard Tyler Evans, Andrew Jones, Chris Hindle, Footy Links, Sean McQuaid, Scott Strang, David Arias, David Doherty, and Sean Hayes. Uh, Sean Hayes has been top, I feel like, since Christmas. You know, yeah. the, the guy is thoroughly deserving of the £20 free bet, which is surely going to come his way. Yeah, uh, Sean, if you are listening to the show, I would like it if you could send us a DM. Uh, I got a funny feeling we're going to need your information to what, as the season uh, ends, so may as well get, uh, get organised now. So T underscore FB podcast for Sean and everybody else that's not following us on Twitter. You can get some uh, midweek tips uh, from myself and Tom. And we've got some exciting content coming up as we start to look towards the playoffs and the Euros and all that jazz. So that's going to be a place to keep up to date. Uh, Facebook, www.facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. And if you want to email us with any uh, questions or inquiries, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com is the place to go. Yep, and if you have enjoyed the show, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Well, yeah, please get on that, guys. And, uh, yeah, send us your bet slips as well over the weekend even if it's not something that we've read out that you've decided to back, we, we'd love to see it. So send them in. Absolutely. So thanks for listening, guys. Good luck for the weekend. And uh, we'll be back again this time next week.